And now, the Street Photography Magazine podcast with your host, Bob Patterson. Welcome back to the Street Photography Magazine podcast. I'm Bob Patterson, publisher of Street Photography Magazine. And we have Matt Jerems back on with us. And Matt is uh, lives over in the London area, used to live in Ohio. He's the only remaining Cleveland Browns fan, I think, in probably all of the UK. So, so yeah, I would yeah, agree I'm glad with that, you actually. That probably hung is. in there with, a, with them, that they're finally on their way to the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm dreaming. Yeah, I'm dreaming. Is... Oh, good. Yeah, anyway, well, welcome, Matt. Hi, thank you, Bob. It's great to see you again. It's been a couple of years, but it's it's always good yeah, to see you. it has been. Uh, I can't believe it. It goes by fast. Yeah, we're getting ready to celebrate our 10th anniversary very soon. Well, wow. April, wow, yeah, 10 April years. 10 years. 10 years since we started publishing. It's already been 10 years since I started working on the magazine, but... Are you are you going to do a party of some? Kind? I don't know. Ashley keeps bugging me. We got to do something. We're going to do. We're you know. Well, we're not around we should, a lot I of think ideas. We should get everybody online. So I'm not going to share Zoom, any on here because maybe none of them will happen, and, and we'll do and something else. But the, the Zoom idea. thing, of course, everyone's so tired of Zoom and and being remote. I, I wouldn't mind doing something live, but nobody's going to come to Virginia, although it's beautiful, especially in April. Oh my God. Stunning place. Yeah, but gonna yeah. I mean, I'd I'd love to go. I think everybody would love to go. It's obviously not being able yeah. to, and we're all over the place now. We are. We? So we could do something live in D.C. I'm not far from there. New York's pretty yeah. far and slightly expensive. Yeah. Well, same with London. Yeah. You know, one day, one day you'll get over here, and we'll actually be able to hang out. Yeah, man. I haven't been to London since 2000. Yeah, it's changed a bit. Since, uh, I can imagine. I wrote on the London Eye right after it was built. Yeah, that's still there, actually. The London the, the, the London Eye was meant to come down, the O2, the big arena, you know, the big Millennium Dome that they had. That was meant to come down, and that's still like the big live venue now for bands and stuff. So a lot, a lot of that is still standing, yeah, but a lot of London has changed as well. Some of it for the good, some of it for not so good. But it's it's still, as far as I'm concerned, I think it's still one of the greatest places to, to do street photography. I think it's absolutely amazing. Oh, definitely, definitely. It, um, I'd, I'd love to go back. Yeah, we were pretty close a couple months ago when we were in Portugal and Spain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've just literally just got back there this week. Uh, I saw your photos. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's one day. One day we'll we'll because I I missed you by two weeks when I was in Cuba, <laughs> and I missed you by two weeks again being in Barcelona. We really need to organize ourselves better, Bob, if we're to make. Yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, next time, call me before you. Uh... Before you go someplace. I will. I will. Absolutely. I'm thinking of going back to Havana, actually. So if you want to go back. Oh, that would be nice. I don't know if I can go. Yeah, you can. Oh, oh we can? can okay. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they put the kibosh on it, like, right after we were there in 2018. Yeah. 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 No, there is, there, there's still plenty of loopholes there to, to go to Cuba. Plenty, plenty, plenty. It's, it's they want Americans to go there. It's it's administration in your country that doesn't want you to go there, but they're 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 very welcoming, and um, you you you'll find it easy enough. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's wonderful. Great place for photography, that's for sure. Oh, never wanted to come home from there. I really didn't. Yeah, yeah, I I liked it a lot. Yeah, and we took a photo of the same guy too in the same part of town. Crazy. Yeah, same part of town. And you know, I look back at some old issues. That guy's on the cover. Yeah, of one right. of our previous. I forget who who yeah. shot it. It was. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. And the, the, it was a it was a, it was a female photographer, and she also took a picture, the same one of me, as one of the cigar smoking grannies. Really. And yeah, and um, also a same guy who was in Trinidad as well. Really. Atlanta. Yeah, we all took the same pictures. Just goes to show. Well. They know they can make a make a few dollars by posing for photos and yeah, what the heck? They make what a living heck? by looking by looking authentic, which is crazy. I wish I could. <laughs> yeah, no one wants to take a photo of me. Look at this. Right, exactly. You know, let's take a picture of the typical English dude. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's not work. Another white guy. So what? Yeah, that's two pounds, please. <laughs> so anyway. Um, yeah, it's, I just want to get you on here just to 
just to chat you up a bit about what you've been up to and you know who knows where we go with it one thing i wanted to ask is several months ago i saw that you uh you you got rid of fuji yeah you know we'll talk about gear we can talk about some gear today but yeah i mean you were a long time fuji fan yeah yeah from the start right from the start yeah 2011 i bought my first fuji uh yeah and um ditched the whole system last year yeah ditched the whole summer late uh no no it was early this year it was earlier this year that's what i thought yeah ditched the whole system biggest regret hugest regret still oh really oh, oh yeah it was the biggest mistake i ever did I, oh. it, 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 I i i have not shot half the amount with the sony that i used to with the fuji why is that does it work or just yeah no it's because i just i just sony make really good televisions but yeah they, they, sure they you know but they they make very good quality cameras as well but they're just not as user-friendly or intuitive or as yeah fun, as fun to use as the fuji i got rid of the fuji simply for it was a reliability issue i loved the x pro through x pro 3 it was in many ways the best camera that i'd ever owned but it was unreliable and it kept letting me down and as you know when you're on the street you need the camera to fire when you want it to fire and um first of really? all i lost yeah i lost the back screen the back screen just gave up for ghost which is a very common fault with the x pro 3 hmm. that that didn't really affect me that much because i don't chimp that much anyway i normally look at my pictures through my viewfinder mm-hmm. and then uh the shutter just stopped being responsive and it just wouldn't fire when i wanted no, it to fire and, and when that happened i just got i just basically it was a knee-jerk reaction and i thought you know what let's try full frame for full frame for a while mm-hmm. and so i i opted for the the sony a7c which is their kind of compact entry-level um mirrorless camera which from a quality point of view i've got some beautiful optics with it as well um from a picture quality point of view it's beautiful it takes some lovely pictures it's just not fun to use hmm. um it's it's the menus are horrible the the general feel and you know you know when you pick up a fuji you can see yourself put having it in your hand the whole day yeah i never felt that with the sony i just never felt it was a a user-friendly experience it was nowhere near as much fun as fuji and i've already decided when the when the x pro 4 comes out i'm gonna switch back no question so they do have an x pro 4 in the works huh i would i would be surprised if they don't whether they have any more after that i don't know but i think they've got this new 40 megapixel sensor which looks very nice um and i think they would probably want to put it in a flagship mirrorless camera like an x pro um as long as they work out the reliability issues i'm going straight back into fuji i miss the lenses i miss the usability i miss the fact that it was so fun to use a fuji camera it was the it was so fun and that's the very thing that the sony isn't and i the truth is is i've taken half the amount of pictures this year what i took last year wow i was you know i'd never used a sony and then we were we were camping um and we're at a winery near the not too far from our campground there was a young couple there and they had they had just received this from from amazon they haven't even used it yet uh and i'm not sure which sony it was it came with a was a 28 to 50 zoom mm-hmm. which i don't use a zoom but i thought that's a, that's a nice zoom range so um they asked me to take their photo with it and it was really sweet i go wow this is really really nice you know it was snappy and it was very fast yeah it, if it came yeah. with that if it came with that zoom lens it may well have been the same sony that i bought which was the really? a7c it's a very it's a very small blocky yeah um full frame camera and it is in all fairness there's nothing wrong with its specifications its specifications are right up there and the focusing is super fast it's the only camera i've ever used that i just switch it to continuous focus all the time because it's that good and um so i've been i you know i enjoy it from that aspect that it's very fast and it's very responsive it's just getting to the point of setting the camera up as you want it set up is just not a very easy thing to do it's a process and it's a flicking through menu pages and it's just a it's just a clunky camera to use it's um it's like i said it's not as fun and 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 i can't wait to switch back to be honest with you i i bitterly regret leaving fuji and 
um, yeah, it's it's. I can't wait to go back. To be honest with you, I hope the X Pro Four comes out soon. Well, I still have the X Pro Two, which I like a lot. Yeah, it's a great camera. Uh, yeah, uh, and I've heard uh, it's a good thing I kept it instead of getting the the X Pro Three. Yeah, probably probably was a smart move. X Pro Three was a great camera, but it was only great when it was working. Yeah, well, that's not good. No. Yeah, you did have a fling with uh, Leica there for a while. Yeah, I had a Q2 for a while, and and then I loved the Q2. There was there was I didn't not enjoy having the Q2. I just felt that 47 megapixel files were just a little bit too heavy for my computer, and I just didn't see the benefit of it really. And and you know huge. I liked yeah it's it's they're huge files, and also I shoot 24 and wider when I'm on the street, and the the Q2 was a 28 mil, so yeah. I was putting like you know jerry rigging um wide adapters from other cameras and manufacturers really yeah 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 i, I ended up using a rico wide adapter for the gr series on my like a q you're kidding it, i didn't know no you could... no no yeah, yeah you can screw it you can screw it on and that gave me about a 24 mil equivalent yeah. and i was like but then of course you're using adapters and it's adapters that aren't made for that camera so you're not getting the same quality nah. and so so it was like why am i shooting 47 megapixels worth of suboptimal quality i might as well just stick with my fuji so so you know it was the height of covid when no q2s were being made at that time anyway so i literally lost 200 bucks that's uh, nothing. Through, Cheap through rental. Yeah, exactly. It was just a rental for six months, and I, I was very pleased with that. But now I've, I've got a, I've got, I, I had settled on a system which was the Fuji X system, and other than the X Pro Three, it was a great system. And um, I, I'll be going back. Like I said, I'll be going back to it the moment I can, as soon as I possibly can. I'll be getting an X Pro Four, and 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 going back to that. I was fiddling around with Leica, as well. Uh, I, I had I had a Q2, uh, sold it, but then I got the original Q. Yeah, I've been tempted as well. I actually like it better in some ways because the files are smaller. The files are smaller and uh, much easier to work with. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, it's, same. yeah. It's, same it's, lens. Yeah, exactly. Same build quality. I yeah. don't think it's, I don't think it's quite as weather sealed, but it's, you know. It's not. But, and, and I've uh, and I've been looking right. So what exactly? And I've I've been looking at the Q2 monochrome now. I have one. You have. Oh, mate! I, it does look beautiful. I think because, it, but I can't do anything with the lens, so I might just go with the with with one of the the interchangeable monochromes, the second one probably. The two forty six. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't. Again, I don't want those huge files. Really. Yeah. Um, but but so what do you think of the monochrome? Because that that is that does look beautiful to me. I I like it a lot. I keep telling myself, do I really need this? Which of course I don't. You really only need food and shelter and right, of course, of course, <laughs> you know, right, first world right. problem. Do I really? And um, I actually I put it up for sale, and it it didn't sell. Um, I use Fred Miranda here in the okay. U.S. I know, I know Fred Miranda. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I think just with the economy slowing down and interest rates and all that stuff, I think you know luxury items like that are not selling as quickly. So, um, so I unboxed it and started using it, and I said, you know, I'm just going to force myself to use this, and I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, I shot some jazz musicians yesterday with it and it's, it's those big files though i still yeah. have to deal with those big files but well, they're even they're even bigger on the on the monochrome aren't they because you've got the this didn't they've got rid of obviously there's no color filter on there yeah there's not so, so there's another layer of detail there which you didn't have before so i think the files if anything wow I are, are even know. bigger than, than than the q2s yeah they're actually each file is about 80 megabytes Oh, so maybe maybe because it's black and white then, maybe because they're not quite so big then. I, I because it's black and white, maybe the, the, there's not as much information there. Maybe I don't know. They're big. That's still big. That's still. Yeah. But I but I remember the from the Q2, the original Q2, there were like 160, 170 megabytes. Hmm. I had on some of them, and that was just insane. You know, yeah. was, I could literally hear my laptop crying. Yeah, it's. Uh, I want. I got a new laptop. 
said earlier, I got the, the M1. That, oh, yeah. And yeah. Which, which helps a lot, the, uh, the Apple M1. But um, yeah, there's just something about it that I really like. You know, I, I, I tried a couple M bodies and I just didn't, you know, they didn't click with me. You know, I guess I'm just so used to modern technology. It's right. nice to have autofocus, except, you know, the manual focus on the cues was really nice. Yeah, beautiful. It's beautiful. But it's a whole like your experience, isn't it? You, yeah. you pick one up, you know, you're, you're, you're using something that's as good as it gets pretty much. And, 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 and they're simple, just so simple. Yeah. You know, unlike yeah. the Sony, which is a computer. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a computer with a TV. They're all computers. Really. Yeah, but but it's but it's but it's right when you and it's the same with Fuji. You've got Fuji who are making cameras for photographers. You've got Leica making cameras and lenses for photographers. Sony, you know, they make TVs. They, they you know, they they have a level of expertise. They're very very high tech and they're extremely feature rich. But they're not easy to use. And that's when you're working on the streets and you need very yeah. responsive controls. It's just not the best camera to be using you mm -hmm. you adapt you get used to it and i've taken some really lovely pictures with it because image quality is not the issue no it's it's in, it's intuition and, and usability user interface which is where where they fall down yeah I and mean, look at apple right everything's simple yeah absolutely and i think we're conditioned into common sense design now and, and like like the Apple, you know, maybe not the most high 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 specifications, but they're just so easy to use. I can't use anything else, whether it's a phone, whether it's a phone or a laptop, it has to be because it just makes sense to me, and it's just easy to use. Um, and yeah, Sony don't quite grasp that. Yeah, they never did. A friend of mine had, I don't even know what model it is. I mean, he's had it for like been like twelve years or fifteen years. And Sony had, at the time, they had their own memory stick. They didn't use SD cards or yeah, I CF remember those. Or, yeah, and I think, why did they do this? Yeah, yeah, going back to the Betamax days. Yeah, well, they were the first to introduce floppy disks as well into their digital cameras, weren't they? Yeah, like, I remember. How, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The old, the original yeah. Sony Mavicas. I used to sell those back in my retail days. Really, absolutely wow. clunky as hell. They were dreadful. They were absolutely awful. Yeah, we had and, one where i worked and i thought who would use this thing yeah yeah really clunky really awful but then you could take the disc out and, and put it in it was just it's just not a very um user-friendly gadget for photography it just doesn't work but yeah but 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 you know gear is i'll, I'll talk about gear all day long Bobby yeah we don't we don't do that a lot on here so that's fine and uh everybody likes to talk about gear what what the heck and especially Fuji, they love to talk about Fuji. Yeah, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't bring myself to sell my Fujis. No, I, and I, like I said, I wish, I wish I'd never had. Wish I never had. I'll be, I'll, I'll be back. I'll be back soon. Well, so you got to get the Q2 monochrome. Oh, that's right. You don't want you, you. Don't, yeah, the lens isn't wide enough. But yeah, the lens isn't wide enough, and the files are quite big. I think I will go for a monochrome eventually. Um, but it will be yeah the two four six that you that you mentioned. I think I'll probably get that. That it's looks like a beautiful nice beautiful too. It's yeah, beautiful. The um, it, with any of them, you have to be real careful. You have to protect the highlights because yeah, they get right. blown out very easily. And one thing that always frustrates me is so you know you have to underexpose like a third of a stop, sometimes right. two to thirds of a stop. When you look at them on the back of the camera, which you don't do anyway, they look like dark blobs. And right. When, you, right. when you import them in the Lightroom, they, they all look, look beautiful. Like, so you have, but they're, you know, until you, until you uh, increase the exposure or open up the, right. the, uh, um, sorry, I haven't been getting much sleep lately. We've had our house painted. <laughs> it's been crazy. Anyway, so uh, the inside of the house, but to open up the shadows and then you can see them. But you know, when you look at the thumbnails, it's like, what is this? Right, right, and that's the same with the and that's with the same with the Q two monochrome, is it? You still yeah. have to protect your highlights on the Q two. Oh, okay. I thought I thought after after a few years they might have called the work with that a bit more. But... Well, they they with a soft or a firmware upgrade, they have a new um, a new exposure setting called uh, highlight protection. Okay. But 
I used to get overly paranoid about it, but my friend Craig Litton said, don't worry about it. Just underexpose a little bit and then you're okay because there's still data in the highlights. Right. But if you blow right. it out when, you, when you're taking the shot, then it's just gone. It's nothing. Yeah, that's right. That's the thing about digital, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I've been shooting with JPEG off and on and the files look, look great. They look like a, looks like a, a clean triax. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's a nice mix. A clean triax is excellent. Yeah. 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 I agree. You've got that beautiful contrast, haven't you? The tonality of X, of X trans is superb. The triax rather. I think back to Fuji again. I'm dreaming about Fuji, but yeah, you're right. That's another thing that I've done this year, actually, that I haven't done for a while. And I, I, I got very little satisfaction out of it, to be honest with you. I did shoot a couple of rolls of film this year. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, it was, yeah, it was, it was kind of, kind of blah, really. I'm, I'm kind of glad I'm off that train now, to be honest with you. I been to the same thing. Well, I have a, I have a Canon A1. Not the AE one, but the A1, 1970 well. something. Yeah, know it well. And uh, I bought a used a long time ago. It just sits around, but I like using it every now and then. But I can't get any decent shots. I think the uh, I think the lens has fungus in it or something. I should right. swap the lens out. You can get them cheap. Yes, you can. That's true. I was I was um very underwhelmed I, I i was very shocked at the price of film yeah I bought, it's crazy I bought a, oh it's absolutely insane it's it's absolutely not worth it when you consider the 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 hassle it is to you get a roll of film i bought a roll of kodak ectochrome e100 mm -hmm. which kodak which kodak call a professional film now because it's the only slide film that they do but it's not it's an amateur slide film that you could get mm. 10 years ago for about eight bucks and i bought i paid 28 bucks for that film wow. and it cost cost me about the same again to get it nice scans and and i looking at them and i'm going you know what no that's not that's not 60 bucks worth of stuff right there you no know? for 36 yeah 36. and 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 that was that was a very underwhelming experience and it was mainly down to the financial side but also i don't you know if you really i get you know vilified for this but if you oh really yeah want, you're gonna get some hate mail yeah absolutely you know if, if you really want your your stuff to look filmic you can do it in post you do not have to buy a roll of film to do it the, the sensors now modern sensors are so malleable you can do pretty much whatever you want to them and 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 you really don't need to do it and i i, I found the whole experience of shooting film quite underwhelming really i don't think i'll be going back to it that much not for 60 bucks a pop for sure no I've got some FP4 in my drawer here, so I've got to do something with it. Put it on eBay. I guess I could. You know, I, the prices of outdated film uh, <laughs> is just, it's ridiculous. I'm seeing Kodak Gold that's five, six years out of date really? for 12 bucks a roll. Oh, and I... and it's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. But, but, you know, there is a shortage of film right now. And, mm. um, people are paying big money for for rolls of film on on ebay it's absolutely insane wow i never thought about that yeah i was just going to use it oh you could do that of course although you've got a you've got a monochrome you can do triax and have it clean why would you do that you know i don't know good point good you point know. it'll probably just sit there until I, it's not even out of date yet even more you'll get twice the amount of what you paid for it if you put it on ebay I'm, honestly honestly it's absolutely insane absolutely insane might as well i've got a, a lot of things i have to put up for sale <laughs> there you go Just gathering dust yeah yeah so what else you've been up to what's uh new and exciting i tell you what actually what what i've been doing for the last year is um and it's developed into quite a nice little side hustle really? is um i've opened an etsy store really and um I opened it and this, yeah, I'm doing all right. I mean, I, I opened it originally during lockdown and I stocked it with the bare minimum just to see if anybody was interested in, in what I had. I, I sold things super cheaply. You know, I didn't sell things at a loss, but I certainly didn't sell things to make much money. I just wanted to see if there was a market out there for the sort of photography that I do. And, um, and I sold, I think during 2021, I sold maybe 30 units, which is not bad. You know, 30 prints a year. I thought that was okay. This year, 
I'm already up to almost 40 and I've tripled the turnover in the space of two years. And what's happened is it's basically it pays for my utilities now. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not poor by any means. But the thing is, is I've now got a side hustle which takes care of my gas and electricity every year, um, which I think is, you know, which is which is way more than I thought. Um, and that's this year has, has proven to be one of the most fun aspects of my photography. And I didn't expect it to be. I thought it would be an absolute ball ache, but it's turned out to be very, very satisfying. And I and I recommend anybody who is creative, who thinks that they've got saleable images to just set something up and just see what happens because I didn't expect anything and I wouldn't ever put myself in an elite group of photographers at all. It's just something that I love doing. Um, but clearly people like my stuff and I've, and I've, and like I said, it's, it's taking care of my gas and electricity this year, which I didn't expect it to. And that's been an absolute boon. You know, I, I, I thought so terrific and I'm really looking forward to taking that to another level, level next year. But that's, that's, I actually, funny enough, hmm. last night last night alone, I sold two images. One of which was a picture of a Dave at a Dave Chappelle concert, which always has sold well. And um, you know, I got some really good pictures. I did the same thing with Ed Sheeran earlier this year, actually. Yeah, I saw I some of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did. And they say, you know, you're not allowed professional equipment. Well, trust me, the Sony A7C is not a professional camera. Yeah. Um, and I put on a a, a thirty quid vintage lens and i was literally about 30 feet away from ed sheeran and i just spent the whole concert shooting some great pictures of ed sheeran so anyway i sell a lot of dave chappelle's and i sell a lot of ed sheeran's and um but today i sold an original street photograph taken during the heat wave that we had this summer mm -hmm. and that is the biggest thrill ever because obviously when people are buying Ed Sheeran it's because they like Ed Sheeran they don't like my photography so much and it's the yeah. same with Dave Chappelle but when they buy a street photograph something that I have created myself that's really really exciting and yeah. somebody somebody in Britain thought that that would look good on their wall and it was a Martin Parr inspired photograph very brash colors from the beach it was a you know I, I, I'm hugely influenced by him anyway but I got 50 quid for that which is just incredible to me to get that amount of money from a print that I did. And, you know, the margins are good. And like I say, that just, these are just little positives that have happened all year, really. So I do, I, I really recommend people looking to things like Etsy. Yeah. So um, when you said 40 units, do you mean SKUs, products, individual products? products? Yeah, yeah. In, oh, in, okay. in, in, individual sales, individual sales, basically. So Last year it was 30 people bought something from me. Oh, okay. And this year it's approaching 40. But but this year has been different because obviously I was too cheap last year. I just wanted to see what would happen. So this year everything doubled in price. So it's it's been, you know, my 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 bottom line is now in a completely different place and, and I'm able to really make a dent in some bills, which I wasn't able to do last year. So you have to give me the give us the link to your Etsy your etsy page or etsy yeah absolutely site. yeah people can look at it and you know what if, if anybody listening is thinking of doing etsy and they've got any questions or anything like that they can always ask me you know i i, I think it's a i think it's a, it's a real positive and i think obviously with people a lot of people are going to be feeling the pinch next year both over where you are and definitely where i am and you know if you can offset that a little bit by having a bit of a side hustle where you're selling stuff that you've created is not only a big thrill, but it could make a real difference to your bottom line next year. And, and you know, and I think, I think, you know, nobody's getting richer for the foreseeable future. It, it's not working out like that at the moment. And um, it's, 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 I think it's, a, it's a, if you're creative and you believe in the work that you've shot, then it may be worth just giving it a go because it's, 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 been one of the greatest discoveries of this year i'm really really pleased i did it and i didn't think it would be amounting to much at all does it take a lot of your time no not at all no i mean it's it's you know you you, you get a minimum amount printed and there are loads of deals available on prints so i never you know i i make probably four to five hundred percent markup on all of my prints 
you know, you can get deals wherever you get your stuff printed. You just have to bide your time sometimes to wait for the sales to come in. And then I just walk around to the post office and sell it off. So it's, it's, it's you know, I literally have my post office is literally a two minute walk away from my flat. So, you know, I, I package it up in envelopes. You have to buy packaging and envelopes and things like that. But again, you, you know, they're, they're pennies really in the scheme of things. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's worked out to be a very lucrative area for me. That's pretty cool. Surprise. Yeah. And then of course, Etsy takes their cut. But it's not massive. It's not massive. It's, 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 it's doable with the sort of margins that you're working with when you, when you sell your own photographs, it's, it's in the grand scheme of things, it's not very much. And their advertising algorithms really do seem to work. Um, so, you know, I, when I ask people, how did you find out about it? They said, well, I put in Ed Sheeran into the search engine and your picture came up first. So do you have these printed in advance? I tell you, you I do. I do. You don't have to, but because, you know, you, normally there's quite a high demand to get things sent out fairly quickly. I tend, I tend to have small levels of stock in the flat uh, of everything, but it does, it takes up a corner of a room basically, but it's all organized in a way that I can just go to a box, pull it out, put it in an envelope and send it away. And, um, you know, I've got all the, the customs forms, which you have to fill out. You can order those from Amazon. You know, I pre-order my stamps. So if I'm sending stuff out internally, I'll normally get my stamps ordered in advance. You, you get into a system and it literally takes absolutely no time out of your day. Once you've got your store set up, you do have to make an effort in setting your store up because you have to think about things like keywords and prices and margins and how much to charge for postage, how to include it in, in, your, in your price. So setting up of your store takes time. And you need to get it right. But once you've got that, and once you've got your stock in business, you, you, you stock in, in in house, so to speak, then it's just a case of going live and just seeing what happens. It does take a while, but you do find that once you sell one or two items, and they both leave a positive review in your store, things tend to to kind of get a they kind of snowball, and get a little bit more traction. But you do have to get that first two sales in and that seems to make a difference to to what happens to your shore your shop you know once the doors are open and you're do, you've, you've got a, a track record then people are more inclined to trust you with their money so do you do any printing yourself or you do you just farm it no, out i farm yeah. it out it's 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 home printing is just a massive hassle for so many people and and you know i mean good lord I have tried, I have tried, and it's just, it's expensive, ink is expensive, quality issues are always there, it's inconsistent, um, you know, for the sake of, you know, I can get beautiful, beautiful 12 by 12 square prints printed at somewhere like Photobox on professional 250 GSM paper for five bucks. Why am I going to do it myself if I can get it? if I can get it for that sort of price. Um, and that's what I do. The, the, the picture that I sold today was cost me five bucks to make. It was a beautiful 12 by 12 square print, glossy, gorgeous on, on Fuji crystal archive paper, not the cheapest one. It was 250 GSM, but it cost me, it cost me about five pounds to get it printed. And I sold it for 50 quid. That is a great margin, right? Yeah. I'm not going to complain at that. No. Yeah, I mean, you can get, you can get, yeah, if I, if I want to get sort of like a photo rag paper or, a, or, or a gallery museum paper, one of the rough papers, that's, that's a different kettle of fish entirely. But when most of these people that I'm selling to are going to put them in frames anyway, um, you know, it, it, it really doesn't matter as much what the finish is because it's behind a sheet of glass anyway. So, so, you know, yeah, no, no, I know, I know. Yep. I know. I know. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's that's proven to be a real big plus this year. So, if 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 you or any of your listeners want to want to ask questions about it, then cool. Um, then absolutely, I'll be I'll, I'm all ears. I'd love to help out because it's been a a really great surprise. Yeah, it's a big surprise, you know. And people are always asking, how can I make money on my photography? And it's, it's tough to do. It's, it's it is tough to do, and you have to have saleable images. 
Oh, for sure. Uh, they have to. They have to be good to start. Yeah, they can't. They they can't be. They don't have to just appeal to you. They have to appeal to an audience. I have picture. I have pictures on my Etsy that I'm not a massive fan of. That's selling quite good quantities because people just they they warm to it. I have images, and this is the really weird thing. I have an image on my Etsy that I've sold maybe half a dozen to in two years. It's a, no, about maybe about eight eight of them. And they've all gone to Germany. No other country is buying that print except for Germany. And it, it, literally, I can't sell it anywhere else on earth. Every order I get, I know it's going to Germany. And I don't know whether they just have a different taste or different styles that appeal to them. But but and it's a proper street photograph as well. And um, yeah, I've, I've, I've sold none of those to the UK. The UK is just Dave Chappelle or Ed Sheeran. <laughs> they have no interest whatsoever in my own street photography. Whereas in Germany, in Austria, in Australia, in Japan, they like the street photography. That's very interesting. Because yeah. they like pop culture in your country. Well, they like that. And also, I do, like I say, I've marketed my some of my stuff, especially my color stuff, is very Martin Parr inspired. So it's lots of pictures by the beach mm -hmm. in quite saturated you know kodak ektar color like looks uh -huh. things like that so you know i i actually put one of my keywords in the search engine is martin parr so and and martin parr is searched an awful lot in etsy and they come up with my picture that's been inspired by martin parr which is what happened this weekend and thought well i either pay 800 quid for a martin parr or i could pay 50 quid and get a matt jerrams i know what i'm gonna do even though i'm a bit i'm a bit biased but I know exactly what I'm going to do. So that's that's how it works. How do you get these good seats? You just know well, people. Yeah, I, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? You know, you know the right people, you know. And and, and but but that was fun. But you know, as with, with street stuff, obviously, you and I are both lucky that we can st we're still quite safe in doing street photography. I was warned when I was in, in Barcelona, that street photography is pretty much outlawed there now. You're not allowed to take pictures of, you're not allowed to take pictures out of people in a public space in Barca anymore. Oh, I didn't know um, that. I did. Uh, oh yeah, I did too. I mean, it didn't stop me, but, yeah. but it, you know, my, my mate who's lived there a while said, yeah, the law's changed. You're not allowed to just shoot people in public spaces anymore. And that's the same for a lot of mainland Europe as well. I think it's the same in Germany and I think in France. And a few other countries now they don't encourage that or they positively discourage it hmm. uh, but luckily in in the uk and certainly in the us you've still got a lot of freedom there to shoot whatever you want um whether that changes i i don't know but but um yeah barcelona is very very strict and um yeah you're yeah. not allowed to just you're not allowed to just take pot shots anymore which is a bit of a shame because pot shotting is what i do uh yeah i just had my my fuji x100 X100V, so it's not a very serious looking camera anyway. Right. It, it does. And that's, and that's another thing, actually, I was going to mention that is that there's still a waiting list for 100Vs over here. Yeah. You know, there's, there's been one for about eight, nine months now. There's been, a, there's been a waiting list and there's thousands of photographers that are still waiting for X100Vs. Um, yeah, I think the same here. I, I'm actually thinking about selling mine. Well, I've seen, again, I've seen them on eBay going for two, 300 pounds more than they are on you. Because there's just, there's just none around. Every single retailer has got these really long waiting lists for X100Vs. Everybody wants one. There's a huge, obviously the, the, the chip shortage is still very much a thing and nobody's got one. Well, who knows? Mine may show up on Fred Miranda soon. There you go. There you go. Put it Although on I love yeah. it. Yeah, it's a great camera. It's a great camera. Um, it's like I say, it's not suitable for my shooting because I need a lot of width, but but it's still a great camera. Uh, my brother's got an X100V and, and he absolutely loves his. Travel-wise, well, you, you had an interesting uh, post on Facebook just the other day. You had a ton of photos from Barcelona. Yeah. Excellent. You got so many great shots. It made me sick. Like... <laughs> well, it's so easy. It's, it, is, it is an easy place to shoot, isn't it? Because you've got glorious light most of the time. And so many wonderful textures and people and backgrounds and everything going on all the time. So it's a wonderful place to shoot. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. We uh, I'll tell you what we did. 
we went to Costa Brava, mm -hmm. just north of Barcelona, just on a day trip with this this guy. It was actually an, an Airbnb experience. We weren't staying in an Airbnb. What a beautiful place. Oh, my God. Yeah. You've probably been there, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wonderful. Oh, my God. Uh, the light was amazing. Just amazing. It is beautiful. What was Lisbon like, by the way? I'm going to ask. I loved what, it. I, I, I've never been, been to Lisbon. No, I've never been to Lisbon, and it does look so beautiful. They don't get much rain, so it's uh, yeah, the, the light's great there. People are nice. It's um, inexpensive compared mm -hmm. to the rest of Europe. Um, you know, obviously very walkable and a lot of hills. Yeah. Hills, but I'm used to that. Um, yeah, we loved it a lot. I mean, tons, tons of tourists. I think everybody in the U.S. just broke loose and went to Lisbon at the same time. We went there. We went to Porto, which I liked a lot. Yep. And then we went to the Duro Valley um, on a day trip, which was just beautiful. And it was at uh, during the harvest. They were harvesting the grapes at the time. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, I highly recommend it. I'm surprised you haven't been there so close. I'm surprised. I'm, I know. I'm surprised I haven't been there. I always seem to go, this, Spain, for whatever reason, has the biggest pull for the Brits, I think. I don't know why. It's traditionally been a place where we always go to. Um, and Barca, I've got friends in Barcelona, so it's always easy for me to go there and meet up with mates. But P Portugal is, is a country that I really do want to investigate more because it does look beautiful. Um, I went to Turkey earlier in the summer as well. That was, yeah, that was that was very cool. I went to Sida in, in Turkey, which is, which is gorgeous. It's got a lot of ancient ruins, which are really lovely to shoot. Not that wonderful for street photography, if I'm honest, but it's got a beautiful mm -hmm. beach and uh, like I say, some really nice um, ancient buildings, things like that, which was great fun. But I mainly went there just for the weather and just to chill for a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I don't know where is next, to be honest with you, but it, you'll probably be there two weeks before me. I will. And maybe I'll, I'll just give you a report as soon as I get back. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> but you, you made a comment in your uh, in your Facebook post about Barcelona. You said, said forget Paris, forget mm -hmm. Forget the uh, Rome, Milan, if, yeah, yeah, Milan, yeah, 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 and this is the place to be. I think I, I'm, and I do. I mean, you know, it's um, obviously I can't count Lisbon in that, but I've, I've never. Re I know a lot of people really like Paris, and Paris is still a lovely city, but I don't think it's what it's cracked up to be, and it never has been when I've gone. Rome was beautiful, and I really enjoyed that, but I went. You know, I always seem to find myself in the middle of crowds, which is. You do get a lot of in Rome. There are an awful lot of people go to Rome. Milan is just, I just didn't find it that interesting. London is still my favourite place. Havana is still my probably my second favourite place. But if I could, if my one of my favourite European cities, without doubt, to shoot is is Rome. I mean, with is, is Barca. I just think it's, I just think it's so interesting. It's just got a bit of everything there. It reminds me of a very sunny London in many respects. It's got. You know, it's just it's really interesting people and really interesting architecture, new and old. It's fairly cheap. It's it's the people are very, very friendly. It's easy to get around. It's so it's it's in blocks. So you can really find your way around very, very easily in Barcelona. And I just I just I just think it's a very photographer friendly city that that wherever whichever street corner you go around, you've got something that you can shoot. It's it's really good fun that way. It reminds me a lot of Havana. Havana was like that every corner you go down it's it's something there's a wonderful surprise there at the end of the street and 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 barcelona was very much like that for me so yeah i think i think it's top three as far as shootable cities go they've been uh, discouraging tourists though of course you're not really a tourist you're staying with a friend and uh, i guess they they've just become overrun really what in in, in Bar Barca? barcelona oh yeah i'm like venice yeah, Venice. They, they, yeah, I did hear about Venice. I mean, there, there are places like that where they just want to break from the tourism for a few years, so the the towns and the cities can sort of, you know, decompress a little bit. And some of the beaches as well that they they've banned tourists from. But I didn't realize. I certainly never got wind of that when I was there, and I've certainly not been notified of that as a Brit. But maybe maybe they're asking people to. It wasn't that busy when I was there, but then we're talking about this week. Um. It wasn't that busy. I mean, it was it was it was vibrant, but it wasn't rammed. You know. Yeah, when we were there. It was just 
packed. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were there in, in September. Right. Well, which is still still kind of peak time. I mean, it's 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 still hot and stuff. Whereas whereas sort of mid November, it's there's still quite a few people there, and it was unseasonably warm. It's not normally as warm as it was the, earlier this week. Mm -hmm. um, but but no, I've never I've not got wind of of anybody from you know from Spain saying you know don't come over and give us a break. You know, just discouraging people from coming. Well, just send the money. Just mail the money to us. I was going to say, yeah. I mean, how I, I, that's that's insane to me. I, I could never imagine anybody like London tourism saying, "Please don't visit us anymore." I mean, you know, we'd we'd be completely on our knees if we didn't have the tourism money. You know, it's absolutely insane. So I, I I'd be very surprised if I ever heard that anybody in Spain saying, "Yeah, don't come over. We we don't need it," because you know it's 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 you know that their, their their average wage and their their cost of living is far far lower than many other parts of europe and i can assure you they do need that money well just telling you what i heard obviously didn't affect you didn't affect us you know of course we went anyway yeah yeah we were actually well we were actually on a on a cruise so it ended there right so we stayed right. a couple of days you like your cruises don't you not really uh <laughs> You do an awful lot of them for somebody who doesn't yeah, like well, it. Well, we did, we we did one to New Zealand and Australia in right. 2020. That's and, right. That's right. And it ended abruptly. We were about halfway because of, through. That's right. Yes, that's right. You had to yeah. get flown out. Yeah. Yeah, we were at the far, the bottom. We were in Dunedin, in, in New Zealand, the bottom of South Island. Right. And everything was canceled. And then I, I I won't go into the whole story because I've told it on air several times, but it took us took us a little while to get home. Yeah. But so we got we got three quarters of the cruise cruise price refunded, plus we got a credit, which was basically good for for a full week cruise on the Mediterranean. So we said, how you know we're not going to pass this up. Plus we wanted to four, go to did Portugal. You say four weeks? Did you say four weeks? No, full one full week. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. It was like eight days. So um, it took, we kept scheduling and canceling because of COVID and all that. And we finally booked this one from Lisbon to Barcelona. Right. And then we were, and we were in a different port in Spain every day, except for, except for Gibraltar. We stopped I there. That. Yeah, I would have loved your, that actually. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. Would, I mean, it's would, a small ship, not many people. It was very nice, yeah. very nice. Yeah, yeah. I but like I, that. you know, I prefer to be, to be in a city, be there at night, get to experience it, and you know, all different times of the day. Yeah, yeah. That, you know. That's obviously you. You know, you, you absorb the place a bit a lot easier if you do it that way. For some reason, I thought that Havana was a was a cruise from Florida. It was. Well. It was. Okay. We were in Cienef Fuegos and then right. sailed around and went to Havana. So that was it. We'd want to go back. We really want to go back. Well, let, let me know time. this time. Let me know this time, Bob. And we'll, hopefully we'll see the same dude on the same street corner reading the same newspaper. Yeah, he'll be there. Yeah, he'll be there. Probably the same paper from 2018. Probably. And he'll make four bucks this time instead of two. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, tell me something. Who Who are you following right now photographically? um that's a really good question who am i following I, I tell you who i really enjoy um heroes for sale he's on instagram shane taylor he's a really cool london street photographer uh -huh. you should have a chat you should have a chat with him actually i think you'd really enjoy his company um uh yeah heroes for sale uh his name is shane and uh he was shooting fuji for a while as well i don't know what he's shooting now i think he might have switched over to leica but um he's very cool i've been following him for years um you guys friends <laughs> yeah well we don't we know each other i mean yeah you know what it's like when you when you work in a, somewhere like yeah. london you, you bump into people all the time and you know i would you know matt stewart was someone who i used to see all the time and say hello to he now lives in amsterdam um but shane is still there and i really like his his work he's one of the few photographers actually that i have on my wall other than me um so so i i really do i really do like shane so definitely check out his work um and jimmy lee obviously well he doesn't do a lot of street these days but it's um 
Jimmy Lee, he's really good. He's a good London street photographer as well. I really enjoy him. Um, and there's this, actually, you know what? There's this, uh, you've probably heard of him, actually. A guy called Robert Blomfield. He's actually oh. passed away. Uh, but, I have but, his book. Uh, he's absolutely wonderful. And they're still finding um, his work. And and holy crap, it's good. We and um, some of it, some of it's not even street related. Some of it no, he's just in a really... he's just he's just in a bar and David Bowie happens to be singing on stage at that time before he was famous. Yeah, we we featured him. Um yeah, we, we met him through uh through another photographer who did a video about him and so he introduced us to, to his, his son kids, isn't his son yeah that's yeah, right. his son and we did a feature on him i think two years ago and a, a matter of fact the day it published he passed away yeah wonderful absolutely terrific. Love, love his work so i they they came out with this book i bought i bought his book yeah and, and um, one and of he's them, really good yeah oh i'm glad you, i'm glad you recommended him yeah yeah i really really like that guy um Speaking of books, and this will—I'm pretty sure this will make an awful lot of street photographers very cross. But but while I was in while I well the thing is while I was in Turkey, um, I don't know whether you saw me, but I did post it actually. While I was in Turkey, I was rummaging around a, a very old, decrepit secondhand bookstore in Turkey, and I came across the Gary Winogrand 1964 book. I remember seeing. I think you said something yeah. on Facebook about this. Yeah, and 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 you see them <laughs> online going for about a thousand bucks. Yeah, and and I paid eight euros for mine. I think I could have knocked them down. It, that was actually the, the the price that they had the ticket on was was eight euros. I'm pretty sure if I gave them five, they would have accepted it. But it's absolutely mint condition. No kidding. Twenty two year old book. They only made. 5,000 of them. It's kind of a holy grail if you're a Winogrand fan, which I certainly am. And and so it's been a book that I've been looking for almost my whole photographic life. And um, I managed to get one. I, I Honestly, it was like winning the lottery. I, I was almost crying. I, I don't know what the shop assistant was thinking when I'm like feverishly giving her eight euros. <laughs> yeah, don't give book. it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that was fun. So Winogrand, I'm, I'm having sort of a new, ever since I bought the book, there's a new appreciation for Winogrand. I do love what he does. I think he's fabulous, actually. I think he's really good. Um, and there was a, in England, actually, there was a really amazing retrospective, career retrospective of Vivian Meyer this summer. And uh, yeah, and it was, it wasn't even in London. It was in this place in the Midlands in the UK called Milton Keynes. And they had this huge, massive retrospective Vivian Meyer exhibition. Never seen anything like it. It literally covered the whole span of her career. And it was that was one of the best days of the year, actually, because I'm still a huge fan of Vivian Meyer. I think she's absolutely wonderful. Um, but as far as new ones, you know, I guess Shane, Shane is someone that I appreciate for a while. Shane Taylor's really good. Um, and yeah, Robert Blomfield, I think, is wonderful as well. Uh, but he's obviously not new, but but they're, they're they're releasing new stuff of his, you know, every now and again, and it's all good. It's all such wonderful stuff. I didn't know that. That's that 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 they have more of his work. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of they're, they're finding boxes of slides and stuff like that, and you know, they like John Maloof was doing with Vivian Meyer. They're having to scan it in and to see what they've got. But but they 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 like they came across honestly they came across a picture taken in 1967 of a very young David Bowie shot on ectochrome before he was famous just singing just singing in a bar in Soho and and it's just I mean that's just an incredible picture and it's a beautiful shot as well of a very young David Bowie and it was just you know to to undiscover to discover that sort of thing. Particularly in the case of Robert Blomfield, when it's your dad and you had no idea that he took these pictures. Yeah, and he didn't even and, live there. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. You know, he's, he's an Edinburgh boy, and it was just, I just, you know, I find it absolutely fascinating. And I'm sure it's not limited to Robert Blomfield and Vivian Meyer. I'm sure there are, must be hundreds of photographers that have passed that have these whole archives of little slide boxes that are just waiting to be discovered. You know, you probably have some yourself. 
Well, no, I wish. Most of my stuff will be on Flickr. <laughs> <laughs> Easy to find. Not quite the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I've but, got yeah. I've got boxes of things I did many years ago. I still have to dig through. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, the thing is, if you, you know, when did you pick for, when did you first pick up a camera? What year would you say roughly did you first pick up a camera and really get into it? 1963. See, now I'd, I'd absolutely love to see the pictures that you took in 1963. I don't have any of them that. Right. I was 10 years old and uh, I, all I could make, all I could do is make contact sheets. I didn't have, right. I didn't have an enlarger. So I just take these photos with our brownie camera and lay them on the on the sheet on the yeah. sheet and turn on the light for right. and then develop it. But yeah, that'd be nice to find those. I don't I don't think any of them around. But later on, from you know, ten years later for sure. See, I think that's um, the I think this the absolute I think it's the best thing about about street photography is for me anyway is I I, I never picked up a camera and took did street photography because i thought i was going to get rich or successful at something i i took picked it up and took pictures because it's a time capsule of the time that i'm living in and i and i love looking at the winner grand stuff and the vivian myers stuff and the robert frank stuff the elliot Irwitt stuff uh, and the eggleston stuff because they're time capsules of how people used to live back then and that's what i find fascinating so if you've got stuff that's been taken in the 70s i'd be as equally as fascinated with that because that's how people used to live. You know, you see pictures. I, I was looking the other day of people on a British train that was all of them were smoking on the carriage. You know, reading their newspapers. Now there's no one reading a newspaper. They're looking at their phones. There's not a fag in sight. And it's just how <laughs> different life is now, you know. Um, so so it's, it's, it's fascinating for me. And, and that's why I love street photography so much. And like I said, there are not, aren't very many modern street photographers that I really get that much satisfaction now because I'm living in those times. Yeah, it's true. You know, um, so so I think that's 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 the key to street photography for me. It's just those little time capsules on how people used to live. I'm just absolutely fascinated by it. Yeah, I love it. I um, Our neighbor found online, it was an article from the University of Virginia magazine from 10 years ago. And it was an interview with a guy who was photographing in the area from like the 1930s through the 70s or whatever. I think he's since passed away. He was close to 100 years old. It was really cool seeing those photos. He was right. an excellent photographer, did a lot of street photography. Right. And um, it's nice to see things that, you know, were once a empty field or, and, you know, is now... A hospital, busy street yeah. for you, or a hospital? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 right, Definitely. right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so it's nice to see that. And I'm on a Facebook group for my old hometown, East Liverpool, Ohio. It's called like East Liverpool, Ohio history, and there's all these old photos. You know, from see, I've been through. Where? I've been through East Liverpool. I had no idea you were from East Liverpool. Yeah, I, I don't know what it was like when you were growing up, but it, it looks pretty heavy now. <laughs> it's sad. Yeah, it's yeah. sad. Yeah. I, you know, it was a river town and it was very affluent, uh, you know, in, in the olden days when people were taking flat boats down the river. Uh, yeah, it's I mean, it's gotten a lot worse over the last few years. I haven't haven't been back there since we moved. So I haven't been there in right. four and a half years. But uh, yeah, it's depressing. I'm yeah, sorry if anybody I, from from that area. Is, well, uh, I mean, I mean, so listening. am I. I mean, I, I've yeah. I've been I've been through it as well, and and that was when I lived in Ohio. So that was what 10, 15 years ago now. Um, and I remember, and I remember thinking, yeah, this is this is obviously seen better days, you know. But then my own home, my home, my own hometown is like that in England as well, you know. There's 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 peaks and troughs, you know. Hopefully they'll dig themselves out, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. It's because uh, it's it, it's sad to see that, and uh, I mean it. It was no, you know, it was no great place when I was growing up there. Right. You know, it's always been pretty poor. It's it's part of Appalachia, and yeah, yeah, you know, and everything that comes with that. But yeah, it's still my home. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. That's where you were born. Yeah, it was. It was. My dad was born there. Yeah, buried there, you know. Right. The whole right. thing. 
So, so tell us where everybody can find you. If you know your Etsy, Etsy site off the top of your head, great. Otherwise, give me the link. Well, uh, well, honestly, if it's Instagram, it's Capital Faces. Yeah. If it's if it's Etsy, it's Capital Faces. Oh. Um, so, and also, of course, I've joined the Vero Revolution as well, because Instagram was getting so crap. Um, so I've now got started a, a Vero account. You know, the new one that's just started up. Well, I'm not familiar new. with it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's it's like how Instagram used to be when it came all about the photographs. Really? Yeah, it's V E R O, um, and it's very easy to set up an account there at the moment. But it's basically like Instagram used to be before TikTok. You know, the boomerangs and videos and stories and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, really. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it, I'm, I'm, you know, it's still in its in its early days. There are quite a lot of street photographers on there that have found it, which is which is kind of helpful. Um, but if, if you're as exhausted and bored of Instagram now, like I was, um, cause I've pretty much stopped it at 3000 posts. Now I haven't posted anything, um, for a few months. I still do the odd story. Um, but so I still have a presence there and there's still all my street photography is, is on Instagram, but Vero is, is where I'm sort of focusing on now. And that's capital faces as well. Good. I'm going there after we're done. There you go. You'll find me. I'm going to look you up and I'm going to sign up myself. Excellent. Good. And have a look on Etsy as well, Bob, because I, I will. You've got, some, you've got some stuff that's sellable. Absolutely. I've seen it. Really? So, um, yeah. Maybe one day we can have a look at the back catalog and, and pick out a few prints and just see cool. how they go. That's good. It's always good to get somebody else's opinion. Absolutely. Be a pleasure. All right. Well, thanks, Matt. It's a pleasure as a pleasure as always, Bob. And go Browns. Go Browns.